sing with me how great is our God. Oh, see how great, how great is our God. Sing in this house. Come on, baby. How great is our God. Oh, sing with me. How great is our God. Oh, oh, see how great. How great is our God. Name above all names. We have the I see the stars, I hear the roaring thunder, the power throughout the universe displayed. Today we're going to talk a little about, about the mercy and the grace of God, how great our, is our God. i like for one more time to say, how great is our God. Sing with me, how great is our God. All we see. 
How great is our God. Hey, hey. How great is our be seated would you turn to at least two people today and declare this morning we're going to look at a heavenly perspective of astronomical grace a heavenly perspective of astronomical grace if you will go with me to Psalms the 103rd division you'll remember last week we talked about the benefits he heals all our sicknesses he forgives all of our iniquities he satisfieth our mouth with good things that our youth is renewed like an eagle he redeems us from loving kindness and tender mercies what a great God we serve today verse 8 I'm going to do something this morning that I don't know that I have ever done but I believe that you'll be blessed I'm going to ask the ushers to help me with the lights want to wake welcome our Facebook congregation we apologize that you're not able to be with us here today but the sound crew has told me they will go to a great deal of trouble to try to project all the things that we are seeing this morning in the sanctuary again a heavenly perspective of astronomical grace and the Lord's going to have to help me to read my fine print of my Bible here in the dark. But he is the God of light and he will help me. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. O oh, those who fear him and his righteousness to children's children. To such as keep his covenant and to those who remember his commandments to do them. Thank you, sound crew. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens. I'm sorry, I want to go to verse eight the lord is merciful and gracious slow to anger abounding in mercy he will not always strive with us nor will he keep his anger forever he hath not dealt with us according to our sins aren't you glad nor punished us according to our iniquities aren't you glad for as the heavens are high above the earth so great is his mercy towards those who fear him and as far as the east is from the west so far has he removed our transgressions from us the thought I would like to share today is how high are the heavens and how far is the east from the west sound crew if you'll help me with the special presentation on our screens if you'll notice this is our Milky Way we see billions of stars I'll share with you in a moment how many stars that we're looking at how many stars that we would attempt to count the Bible tells us to look up into the heavens and see the greatness and the glory of God I'm reminded of a promise that God made Abraham in Genesis 15 he took him outside and he said look up and see the stars and begin to count them as many stars as you can count that's how many stars and suns I'm going to give you as an inheritance there are times in your life when you will walk outside and you are literally blown away by the display 
of the stars that God has created. I have had the privilege to visit the tip of South Africa, North Africa, and when you look at the stars at that angle, it's a completely different angle than you see from Tennessee. Most of us had the privilege of observing firsthand Halley's Comet. How to remember what a what an awesome display of, of God's glory and God's power. Just a comet moving thousands of miles an hour. Didn't crash in anything. Didn't hit the earth. Didn't hit the sun, the moon. It just, it just, it, it came in our life and out of our life and just reminded us how great God truly, how great God truly and wonderful is. This morning, I want to bring attention to the fact that in the, when God determined in the beginning to let there be light, he said, let there be light and there was. Many people said, I would have liked to have been there the day that God created the heavens and the earth. I'm not sure that you'd like to have been there or not because when God said, let there be light, light came out of his mouth at 186,000 miles per second. How many knows that's pretty fast? Light circles the earth eight times every second. And when God began to create light and God began to speak light, God began to illuminate some of the things that he had created, some of the things that he had done. When God created light, it was not the sun because light was created the first day. The sun was created the fourth day. And I love it when you go out on a starry night and you can actually see some of the constellations. You, you can see Orion and you can see the mighty hunter and you can see the bear that he's hunting and the, and the seven cubs of the bear. And I don't know if you've ever taken a class on astronomy, but it is unbelievable when you begin to realize that those stars are out there and it would take hundreds of thousands of years in a spaceship traveling at the speed of light to simply touch one of those stars. The Bible says the heavens declare the generosity of God. It's fun to go out and identify immediately the Big Dipper. And the Big Dipper obviously is upside down, poured out upon the earth. And then you look at the Little Dipper that's probably a hundred times smaller than the Big Dipper. And the Little Dipper is offered to God. And it reminds me of how little we offer to God and how much God gives to us. Can anybody relate to what Pastor Hank is saying for, for a minute? billions of stars hundreds of thousands of billions of stars in our galaxy and i would like just for a moment if if, if you would just allow me entertain me this morning i like just for a moment if you'll zoom in a little closer austin i like to be able to start counting the stars and i want you to help me let's start right here there's one there's two there's three there's four there's five six seven eight 9, 10, 11. I'm not going to bore you with uh, counting any more of the stars, but if we were to count the stars in our galaxy, which is a small galaxy, and you were to count one star per second, to count all the stars in our galaxy, it would take you 2,500 years to count the number of stars in our galaxy, the Milky Way, which is a very small galaxy. Our galaxy is a subdivision that hosts you and I. And actually, you and I are not very big, we're not very prominent because our, our solar system is made up of eight planets, but Pluto just got cheated and been downsized, he's no longer a planet. So we have eight planets and we have the Earth, the Sun, and the Moon. And how, how, how ironic that we see this, this vast domain of God's glory and God's expression determined that just us Austin, do we have that, that 100,000 mark, yard marker? If you were to measure, everybody look at that and say, wow. 
that is the Milky Way. Milky Way is made up of hundreds of billions of stars, and we actually live in this Milky Way. But I want to show you how, how wide our subdivision is. Our subdivision is 100,000 light years away. I need to explain to you how much a light year is. If you take 186,000 miles per second, multiply that times 60 seconds to get the minute, multiply that times 60 minutes to get the hour, multiply that times 24 to get the days, multiply that times 30 to get the month, multiply that times 12 to get the year, that's how fast light travels in one year. Are you ready? Are you sure? It's 5.88 trillion miles an hour a year that speed, that light travels. Look at somebody and say 5.88 trillion. I promise none of you have ever been that fast unless you've been in the car with Courtney. Everybody else, we stay between 75 or 80. 5.88 trillion miles apart. This galaxy is made up of hundreds of thousands of billions of stars. But you know what? God has a name for every single star. Psalm 147, he counts the numbers of the stars. He calls them by their name. Have you ever, have you ever even considered thinking of a God that can possibly take three or four billion stars and know the names of every single one of them? If you're allowed this book right here to represent a dictionary... This dictionary would represent about 500,000 words, if you will, if you allow this dictionary to represent names of stars, 500,000 stars. In order for you to count the number of stars by using this dictionary, you'd have to stack this dictionary. Are you ready? 80 quadrillion miles high to count the number of stars. There is an estimate of 147 sextillion stars in the sky. I mean, I know that means absolutely nothing to you or nothing to me, but God has a different individual name for every single 167 sextillion stars. Now, this, this picture came to us, not obviously, not just one picture at a time, but thousands of pictures taken over the course of years and years and years have we determined, we've never been outside our Milky Way, but we have determined this is exactly what our Milky Way looks like. And if you'll, if you'll I, I believe I can show you the earth. Also, can I show you the earth? Okay, I want to show you something. Here's us. We are not even in the middle of our own galaxy. We are not in the middle. Matter of fact, our solar system, are you ready for this? In comparison to our, 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 our subdivision is the size of a quarter compared to the size of North America. Look at somebody and say, you know what? All of a sudden, I'm feeling kind of small. This is, this is our, we live, look, you can't even, without that arrow, you wouldn't even know where we are. We're in between these bands. You don't want to live in these bands. There's a lot of, of, of things going on here. But in, in between, right there, in that little spot right there, is where we live. And now, uh, the Apollo 11 took a picture of our Earth. Austin, if you'll help me with that. I want to show you, uh, this is Apollo 17. And this is our Earth. Everybody look at our Earth and say, isn't that amazing isn't that amazing uh, God said in Isaiah 6 and 6 and 1 the heaven is my throne the earth is my footstool Pastor Ron I was looking at this map yesterday and you can see the Cape of South Africa you can see this I visited the Sahara Desert at the very top you can see the Mediterranean you can see the very top you see the Mediterranean Sea you can see this this earth coming back from this from this photo 
uh, Armstrong, the guy that walked on the, on the moon, saw the earth outside the window of the spaceship and he put his thumb up and he blotted out the earth. And he said when he blotted out the earth, he didn't feel big. He felt incredibly small. Psalms 8 and 4 says, What is man that thou art mindful of him or the son of man? And when you get the concept of our, our galaxy and the way we live in it, how small and insignificant we are, we wonder why this display? Why hundreds of billions of stars? Why not only are there hundreds of billions of stars in our galaxy, our galaxy is a small one. Courtney, there are 100,000 other galaxies out there and they're all bigger than our galaxy. Why, why is it so huge? Why is it so incredible? Why is it so phenomenal? I believe the heavens show off the glory and the power and the awesomeness and the creativeness and the splendor of our God. If I have a friend in the house, would you give the Lord a hand clap of appreciation? I want to show you something. In 1977, the Voyager went out and they began a series of 13 years taking pictures of different solar systems, of different things taking place. They asked the Voyager to turn around and take a picture of our Earth. And the way they took a picture of our Earth, they took it in a sequence of 60 images. They went 60 different images. Each image had 640,000 pixels. That mean anything to anybody in this house. Each image had 640,000 pixels. It took five and a half hours for each pixel to get from where it was at to where we were. It took seven months for all the pixels to all wind up at the same place at the same time. And we get a picture of, Austin, if you'll show them, this is our universe taken from Apollo 11. The, the, the bands of light come from the sun, the sun illuminating our Milky Way, the sun illuminating our universe. Can anybody see Earth on here? Austin, if you'll help me. How many see it? Do you see our Earth? Uh, those of you that are sight impaired like I am, Austin's going to help you one step farther. You see that little pale blue dot? That's us. Right there, Micah. That's us. Notice you don't see any houses, any buildings, any subdivisions, any malls, any poverty, any hunger, any war, any glamour, any, any, any fields, no, 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 no ocean, no light. That right there represents us. One scientist said we're simply a moat of dust existing in the galaxy. Does that make anybody feel small this morning? Isaiah 40 and 12, it says, He measures the waters of the world in the palm of His hand. He measures out heaven with the span, and He measures earth as a moat or as a dust, a dust particle somewhere in the hemisphere. And to think that God, in all of His ability, all of His talent, created that little blue dot. Look at somebody and say, that little blue dot for us. How scary is that? How big is God? How big and wide his vast domain? Cannot measure the goodness, the glory, the bigness of God. But this morning, we are going to try if we can. Our sun, 93 million miles away. That is our sun. 
it is a hundred times larger than the earth matter of fact if the sun were hollow it could it could house 100,000 earths how scary is that it takes eight minutes for a beam of, of sun to get to earth eight minutes however if the sun was a foot farther from the earth we would freeze if it was a foot closer to the earth we would fry does anybody else know a God that can do something quite like that if we took all the solar all the power systems in the world all of our electric all of our electric companies it would take them 700 million years to generate enough energy to run the Sun for a second can we go back to our earth this is our Sun this is us somebody say something we think that we are so small so great and we are so incredible I want to show you the surface of the Sun this is hundreds of millions of nuclear bombs going off every second it's hot it's 10,000 degrees Fahrenheit this is this is the closest star to our planet I want to take you guys how many feels like going somewhere anybody like to go somewhere with me this morning I like to take you 440 light years away if you counted if you took 440 and you multiply it by 5.88 trillion that's how many how many light years it is away 440 light years away this is this is Pleiades and these are seven actually you can only see six stars but these are seven stars that are 440,000 light years away and Job 38 Amos 5 talks about these these stars right here and he asked Job can you hold them in the palm of your hand look at someone and say no probably not 5.88 trillion miles times 440 years someone say that's a long ways out Matt if you'll get ready to help me on the drums I want to bring attention to my next star this star is a hundred thousand light years out this star looks like a double bow and arrow you see the bow there and you see the arrow looks like they're going to to aim we aimed microphones at this particular star we're trying to find out if there's life on other planets so we used we we used this star and we took our microphones and began to amplify this and I want to I want to go real quick to Psalm 19 and 1 I think it's important that you see that the Word of God prophesied everything that I'm teaching this morning I don't hear any Bible pages turning I guess you're going to assume that I'm going to tell there we go Psalms 19 and 1 the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork day unto day utter speech what utter speech the heavens and night unto night reveals knowledge there is no speech no language where their voice is not heard their line has gone out through all the earth and their world their words to the end of the world we actually had the ability 
to amplify this. The Bible says, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. The Bible says, let the heavens praise the Lord. How do the heavens praise him? What you're about to hear happens 24-7, seven days a week, 352 days a year. It's happened for millions of years. It will happen for millions of years to come. Can we play that, Austin? That's called the pulsar. Matt, can you do that? Oh, someone give the Lord, Lord a hand clap of praise. 11 times a second, this oscillates. I guess we know now where rock and roll really did come from. Someone say praise the Lord. I want to take you, I want to take you 8,000 light years away. And I want to show you the difference between Kairos and Kairos. Kairos, we know we try to put God, Kronos, on our own time frame, but God has his own time frame. This is called the hourglass. Is that amazing? And that is 800,000 light years away. Right in the very center of this hourglass, we see what many refer to, and you'll see this on your dollar bill, you will see what's referred to as the all-seeing eye. The other all-seeing eye. There it is. The song says his eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches over me. This is 8,000 light years away. Traveling at the speed of light, 186,000 miles per second. Traveling at 5.88 trillion miles a year. It would take you eight thousand light years to get to this display of what God has blessed us with. Let me show them the stardust ring. The Bible talks of the stars, the sky, the sands of the sea. Have we gone far enough or can I take a little farther? I'd like to take you 28 million light years and I want to show you the sombrero galaxy. This galaxy is 50,000 light years wide and a hundred million light years deep. When you think of Pluto and Neptune and Earth and Moon and Sun, our little tiny quarter that, in comparison to North America and our galaxy, and you look at this galaxy 28 million light years away, 50 light years wide and a million light years deep, can you imagine how great our God can possibly be? I want to show you how we've been able to take some of these uh, pictures. This is the Hubble telescope. It's 363 miles above the Earth. It satellites the Earth, and it takes pictures. I want, I want to ask how many youth would like this kind of job. Also, if you'll go to the next one. This is Joe Tanner right here working on. This is the, this is the station. This is the telescope. And they service this telescope every couple of years. How would you like the job of going outside into nothing and walking around where there's no weight, there's no density, and, and, and simply working your tools? Would anybody like that, that job? Anybody? Can I, take a, can I take a little farther? Courtney, would you like to go a little farther? Let me take you 31 million light years away. And how ironic that Cleveland, Tennessee hosts Whirlpool. This is called the Whirlpool. 
it has 300 to 400 billion stars. And this is called the NGC 5194. This is a star right next to it, 5195. It looks like they're going to crash. They're not. They're, they're millions of light years away. And they will, millions of years from now, they will simply pass like strangers in the night. Does anybody feel like they're kind of small? Any, anybody feel, Mike McCormick, is anybody feeling small in this, in this house? I mean, okay, can, can you imagine? I want to bring attention to the, I don't think we've got this blown up, but how many sees the pinks? You see the pinks right here? These are hundreds of millions, are you ready for this? Of star incubators. When God said, let there be light, and when God said, separate the heavens from the earth, the heavens have never stopped reproducing. The heavens have not stopped creating. And every second, a star the size of our sun or larger is birthed in one of these incubators. And you know what? Every, time, every second a star spits out, God has a name for it. Do you know anybody else that can do that? You say, well, Pastor Hank, you're trying to make me feel like a shrimp. You're trying to make me look small. No, I'm not. I'm showing you that you are small. Hello, you, you are small. And Hannah, we place so much significance on stuff. But when we really look at the big picture, how amazing that a God would take so much time and so much favor and so much blessing and come to where we are. Do you know that he knows every number of hairs on your head? He knows how many you lost last night when you brushed your hair this morning. He doesn't know. He knows your name, your social security number, your driver's license. He knows your date of birth. He knows your weight. He knows what you had for breakfast. He knows what you come for breakfast 13 years from now. I mean, does anybody else know anybody that can, that can do anything like that? The greatness of our God. I want to take you to one of the most incredible places in life, the most incredible places in time. The Bible talks about a star coming out of Jacob. The Bible talks about a morning star. It talks about the sun, S-U-N, of righteousness with healing in his wings. Let me take you, if I may, this morning to one of the most awesome pictures that I could find, one of those awesome places that I could find and also, if you'll help me with that. How scary, Micah, that a creator of everything that we just went over would come to his creation, take on the form of man, humble himself lower than angels, lower than God, and die in the form of a slave so that all of us who have nothing can go to he who has everything. Does that impress anybody in this house? He who had everything lost everything, so we who had nothing could have everything. I like that song that says, On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross. He talks about the, the, the heavens above the earth. That's how new his mercies are to us every morning. Debbie, think about this for a minute. When you think about 31 million light years, you can't even calculate those zeros on your computer. When you think about 31 million light years away, the all-seeing eye of God, the whirlpool, that God came to a little moat of dust 
and God clothed it with all of the animals and all the trees and the lakes and the rivers. And then God himself, the creator of this vast universe, got down on his hands and his knees. And there in the dew, touching the dirt, becoming mud, God began to build a mud pie. He began to build a sandman. He began to build a creation that he would call man. And that 2,000 years later that he would come and die and give his life for this man that we go <laughs> Somebody help me in this house. Somebody help me in this house. For as far as the east is from the west, I showed you how many, 100,000 light years, just our galaxy. The mistake you made yesterday, God has separated it from you at least 31 million light years away. Never again will it come up to haunt you, to bind you, disqualify you, to take away from you. But old things are passed away. All things are become new. Somebody help me and say praise the Lord in this house. This is, again, the whirlpool. It looks like it, they call it whirlpool because it looks like a vacuum, like it's gonna suck you in, but it's not. It's actually incubator uh, building new stars every second. But our, our telescope has gone, and this is about the extent, Mike, right of our telescope, 31 million light, this is about as far, and we're gonna build a bigger one. That's the way man is. We'll build a bigger telescope. And there's no telling what we'll see in the next few years as we build a bigger telescope. This is the, the biggest telescope we have, 31 million light years away. And they have gone to the very center. And I hope, I hope this morning, I hope this blesses you the way it blesses me. 31 million light years away in the dead center of the whirlpool is this image. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burdens of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight and now I am happy all the day. Does that rock your world 31 million light years away? It took that long for this image to get to us. But in the very corridors of time, in the very chronos of time, God said, I'm going to place a cross on Calvary. I'm going to place a lamb on the cross. I'm going to let the lamb be killed. His blood's going to be shed. And he'll pay for sins and separate them as far as the east is from the west. And then I will resurrect him. I'll allow him to create a place for these dust smoke people to come and live. That they can rule and reign with me and all the power and authority that I have in heaven and earth has been given to them and one day I'm going to resurrect their dead bodies I'll bust open every grave every ocean will spit forth its dead and the, those that are alive in Christ are going to rise up to meet the Lord in the air and there they will forever be with the Lord amen a couple of days ago the enemy sometimes is kind of stupid he kind of reveals some of his some of his plans against you and, and a couple of days ago we felt spiritually there were some things trying to trying to trying to just hurt and hinder and distract. And Pastor Rhonda got a word from the Lord, and it was and it's found in Zach, Zechariah 2. And what, what verse did you say? 5, was it 2 and 5? And, and God is speaking to us, and he says, here's what I'll do. I'll build a firewall of protection around you. Now, most of you know, those of you that, that research computers, you know that in the computer that there is what's called a firewall that protects you from spam, from viruses, and stuff like that. But by ironically, I found a constellation that is only 13,000 light only, 
only 13,000. That's traveling 5.88 trillion miles an hour for 13,000 years. <laughs> I found a constellation called the hand of God. You can see the fingers of God and, and in the hand of God, it looks like a circle of fire. Aren't you glad that your name is written down on the palm of his hand? And, and the psalmist said, Thy right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power. Aren't you glad that today God has a hedge of protection around you, a hedge of favor around you, a hedge of blessing around you, that you're that important to him, you're that significant to him, that he would protect you with his fire and that whirlwind of his power and authority and glory. Now, how, how small do you feel now? I feel pretty big. I, I, I feel pretty confident. I am pumped. Oh, you're not, you're not catching this. The God, the creator of the ends of the earth is my best friend. And I can sick him on anybody I want to sick him on. I can sick him on any sickness. I can sick him on any depression. I can sick him on any destruction. I can sick him on poverty. I can sick him on any kind of attack of the enemy. I can sick my friend on the enemy. And what the song says today, the enemy trembles and flees and cannot handle even the mention of his name. What happens when he shows up in your life? He told, he told God, you got a hedge built around Job. Aren't you glad that there's a hedge built around you, the hand of God is protecting you and anybody tries to get to you will be burnt by the fire of God a few weeks ago there was a a serious tor tornado threat to our city do we have that other clip Austin okay there was a serious tornado threat to our city we've watched Joplin we've watched Tuscaloosa we've watched Enterprise we've watched several cities leveled literally leveled and I had two daughters and a wife that said daddy would you pray let me tell you what I'm not saying I'm not saying that those cities that were hit by a tornado didn't pray that's not what I'm saying those cities that were hit by a tornado God was judging I'm not saying that I'm just saying at that particular season of my life my faith level was at a place where I felt like I know the master of the wind and he calmed the sea to he calmed the sea. And then he looked at his disciples and said, Oh, give little feet with the understanding that I too could calm the, the storm, that I could declare safety and protection. And we sat in our home and we watched a tornado bend, literally boomerang around Cleveland, five miles. We were watching it. We were praying. We were prophesying. We were declaring it. We were commanding it. And my 11-year-old daughter will never forget that day as long as she lived. She saw the hand of God push that tornado south and let it go west, east, and let it completely miss the city of Cleveland, Tennessee. There were some trees lost. There were some things that happened. But the, the, the veracity, the, 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 the terror of the storm did not hit Cleveland. And the reason I believe, I believe that God's hand is upon every cloud. I believe God's hand is upon every star. I believe God's hand is upon every storm in your life. And I want to show you the hand of God, if I may, concerning the storms of your life. He has the ability to hold back 
destruction. He has the ability, do you see the hands of God actually holding the storm away from the, the place of your residence, the place of your heart, the place of your spirit. Our challenges this morning are not physical, but our challenges are spiritual. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against principalities and powers that want to destroy our marriage, want to destroy our ministry, want to destroy our life. But aren't you glad this morning that we serve a God that is big enough to chase off every storm, to chase off all the enemy, anything that the enemy can bring against you, God's hand can protect. Pastor Jeff, if you'll help me with the, on the keyboard. Thank you for being my guinea pigs. This is the first time ever I've ever done something like this. Did you enjoy it? 90% of the work was done by Angel, Courtney, and Austin. All I did was some research and read what they got from me, but I, I thank them for, for showing us how many remembers my title. A heavenly perspective concerning astronomical grace. A heavenly perspective from the heavens, from 31 million miles away, we see a cross on Calvary. From 12,000 light years away, we see the hand of God with the power of the fire protecting us. And just three or four hundred feet away, we see the hands of God holding back the clouds, the storms that would like to come against you. The song says, so let the storms rage high, the dark clouds rise, they won't worry me, for I'm sheltered in the arms of God. I'll have no fear when Jesus walks beside me, for I'm sheltered safe in the arms of God. As every head is bowed, as every eye is closed. If you've wandered away from God this morning and you don't have that peace, that protection, that, that favor, and you're, you know you're not where you need to be with the Lord, this morning nobody will come to you, nobody will take you by the hand, attempt to lead you anywhere. This morning this is between you and the God that created you. The heavens declare his glory. He telleth the stars by their name. He told the sun to stay right where it was. And whether we like it or not, this morning at 67,000 miles an hour, this planet is circling the sun. That's fast. He's a God of action. He's a God of change. He's a God of movement. But he's also the God that says, be still and know that I am God. And this morning, he wants you to know that he is God. This morning, he wants you to know that he selected that mode of dust. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness moved upon the face of the, of the earth. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the deep. And God said, let there be light. This morning, God can speak light to your darkness. This morning, God can clothe that which he has given you. He can bless that which he sustained you with. It's important this morning, though, to know exactly where you stand with God. God, I realize I am small. And in the world's eyes, I'm insignificant. And I have failed. My life has not been pleasing to you. But this morning, I cast all my care upon you and ask you to come into my heart. Wash away my sins. 
knowing that I'll, I'll drop the ball again, I'll fail, I'll make mistakes. But when I do, I will fall back on you and cast all my care upon you. This morning, I will not leave this house until I know that I am secure, that I'm safe in your hand, safe in your presence, that hedge around me. If that's you this morning, you've wandered away from God. This morning, you're walking back into the light where God's at. The shadow of the cross this morning is upon you. And I want to tell you something. Before you made a mess of your life, God made a mess of his at Calvary. Before you planned to do anything with God, God planned to do something with you. You have purpose. You have destiny. You have a future. Your best days are ahead. Will you commit to him this morning? You're away from God and you want to come back. Just put your hand up. Put it right back down. I will not call you out or bring, it, bring attention to you, I promise. I'm away from God. This morning I've seen the hand, the power. I've sensed God. I've felt God. I know that he's in this place. Where are you? Where are you? Father, I pray for everyone in this house that has a challenge. Everyone in this house that has something that's come against them, rise against them. Whether it be physical or financial, whether it be mental or spiritual, whatever area of life it would be, I pray that you would lift up a standard against the enemy. And when the enemy comes in like a flood, we will lift up our eyes into the hills. You're the God of glory. You're the God that ever liveth on the mountains of glory. And we know above all of the heavens, there is water. And above all that, there is a sea of glass. And above all that, there is a throne that you have built for yourself. And one day, we will join you at that throne. And we will see everything that's been limited to us. We will see everything that our natural eye cannot see.